0: Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly, a production of the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo. Stay tuned as Kevin Keenan and Greg Prince bring the Catholic newsmakers to you. Wherever it's happening in the diocese, you'll hear about it on Western New York Catholic Weekly.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. Welcome to Western New York Catholic Weekly. I'm Greg Prince, along with Kevin Keenan. One of the unique years that uh, Valentine's Day also happens to be World Marriage Day. And that's what we're going to talk about here on Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. Joining us from Marriage Counseling at Catholic Charities is David Catalano. Uh, Welcome to the program, David. Thanks, Greg. Uh, You've been with us before. uh, uh, Just give us a refresher. What does the Catholic Charities Marriage Counseling Center do for folks?
2: Catholic Charities Marriage Counseling Center um, provides for the community a unique service um, it allows us to, in this area to have a specialty of marriage counseling. About eighty-six percent of people that go for marriage counseling go to um, a private practitioner who may have very little training, who uh, does not do the majority of their practice in marriage counseling, and so. What your Catholic Charities Appeal Dollar gives to, uh, to you and what the Marriage Counseling Center gives is people that specialize in marriage counseling, which is very rare. We're the only counseling center in Western New York that specializes in marriage counseling. Uh,
1: what are some of the things that uh,
2: people might expect from you folks that they're,
1: that they're not going to get it at private practice?
2: Well, one of the things is that, you know, in part as a Catholic agency, we have a uh, focus on... The importance of marriage. Um, We train our therapists to be an advocate for the marriage. We look at whatever part of folks that is interested and wants to help that marriage out that we're going to be an advocate for that. So we're very much pro their relationship. Um, We uh, will give them the kind of tools that they need to work out the difficulties that they're having.
3: How do you know if you need marriage counseling?
2: Right. On average, the research says about people wait many times way too long. They wait on the average of about seven years of very, very poor relationship process before they go to marriage counseling. So I think many times what happens is people will uh, have a mindset where they wait too long, where there's many, many years of uh, escalating conflict, where there is – inevitably a kind of isolation and distance that sets in. So certainly what I would say is that if you're in a habit of a couple years where you're not getting anywhere with conflict, with differences, then that's a really good point to start thinking about, hey, you know, we don't we're not getting anywhere with this. And um and, and that's a good time for you to for you to think about getting some uh outside help
3: at the marriage counseling center. I'm sure that there's a stigma associated with marriage counseling, and yet it's not a bad thing. it's something where you're working to really not only to save what you have but hopefully emerge from the process even stronger. so how do you knock Absolutely. down those barriers well it's it's true
2: you know we get consultation on a whole range of things on our taxes on um our physical health, so on and so forth um, I think one of the things is is that is when you do go when you finally decide to go, that you get a therapist that's, you know, that's competent and comfortable enough that um, shows you that, you know, a lot of people have difficulties in marriages. And the approach is very much one of respect for their relationship and for them as individuals. Uh, David,
1: what is – is there one thing that stands out when – couples come to you for marriage counseling, or or is it just a a range of different things?
2: Yeah. Um, Well, there's a range of of different things that um, we're going to see. You know, you're going to see many times uh, people announcing that they fight all the time. You're going to see some folks that where the fighting is over, where they're so distanced from one another that they just seem to be not relating at all um, where they've given up trying to solve problems. Um, as, general, as general presenting problems, you're going to see folks that are involved in infidelities, you're going to have addictions, is a big problem. Um, you're going to have um, some amount of um, folks that have uh, some mental health problems. Um, you're going to have people that are just under skilled relative to families that they grew up in that are very poorly skilled or have trauma of some kind where there, there really, it really wasn't a good modeling situation in terms of how you be married, how you manage conflict and difference and so forth. So those are some of the major things that people come in with.
1: What's a starting point? for you when, when folks come in? Is, is there a place that you can always go, okay, look, let's, let's back off and start right here? Right.
2: Yes. Um, I mean, the first thing that I happen in any good marriage counseling experience is there ought to be an evaluation. There ought to be information taken. Because after all, one of the values is, is that, uh, one of the values that coming into counseling is that you're not getting my opinion. You're not getting one of our therapist's personal opinion. We want information from you that we put through the prism of the research, of what's been, exper- what's been tested, what's been researched in the field of marriage, in the field of conflict, in the, in the research on conflict, on communication, and so forth. So you should uh, expect a good evaluation of past history. Um, and so forth. It's got to be hard
1: for folks, but I would imagine you said something there that kind of got me thinking. I, I imagine in some cases one or the other, maybe both partners, comes in and might be thinking, wow, this is the first time somebody's listened to me in forever.
2: Does that happen Absolutely, sometimes? Yeah. Um, one of the things that you'll see many times with couples having difficulties is that they, um, they don't feel validated at all. And It's a natural instinct to some degree that couples think they're right. You know, um, like I always tell people, I've been on my own side. <clears throat> I've been on my own side the last 500 arguments I've had <laughs> with my wife. Our natural tendency is that we are on our side. The problem is sometimes people get overly riveted to that. They have too much of a focus on themselves and not enough ability to s- sit down, listen to somebody else, suspend their own concerns, their own rightness to validate their
1: partner. I, I always thought there were two ways to do things, my way and then any other way.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's take a look at the flip side. What makes a good marriage?
2: Yeah. Um, good marriages are made. I mean, talk about the ideal here, but good marriages are made of people that, that have had um, relatively healthy families of origin, where they're, where they. Secondly, they're cut out. They've found somebody that they're pretty certain of their commitment. They've been able to make an attachment, so they have a fair level of maturity. Uh, couples uh, that do well together are couples that um, n- make the connection between what I do in my marriage, how I treat you, is going to be how we feel about one another. A lot of times because the initial bonding in marriages has to do with romantic illusion love, um, that we kind of get complacent. We kind of think that, okay, we're bonded and I love you deeply, you love me deeply, and so we get married and then it's all over. We are just going to be okay, that our relationship is like a rock, it's like granite. Um, but in fact, in long-term intimacy is much different than short-term intimacy. Long-term intimacy, intimacy, depends um, on a lot of really boring things, like I say that kiddingly. But they're they're less sexy than romantic intimacy. Romantic intimacy is. It depends on how we manage conflict, how we communicate, how we do positive caring behaviors for one another. And so, um, you know, uh, good marriages try. Good marriages work at it by doing things for one another. They don't get too complacent.
3: It's not easy uh, to be married, is it? Even if you're in a good marriage, you've got You really got to work at it every single day.
2: I think you have to have um, – there are couples that sometimes get caught into almost having to work too hard and then it feels so burdensome. And so that that's – a signal that there's a lot of other outstanding kind of issues and problems, but you know, good enough marriages that need to try. Um, you do. You need to keep your uh, you need to keep a sense of your partner in mind. You need to kind of think about and make that connection between what you're doing, how you are, how you treat one another, how you do kind actions for one another. That that's the connection they have to remember that those things now. Have to be done, and we can 't do them just out of chemistry. they get done out of our willfulness and our thinking our thoughtfulness you know with with one another
1: is in your experience, do most people really want to Work at their marriage. I mean, you always, yeah. you, know, you, you know, you watch TV or whatever, yeah. and, uh, you know, the story always is, well, yeah, we're going to do marriage counseling, but I'm just doing that for yeah. my wife kind of thing. I, I would think if somebody got to the point where they came to you, they really want to yeah. get it done. Is
2: that your experience? You know, contrary, uh, contrary to, I think, a lot of people's perceptions, people cared greatly about being connected to one another, people cared greatly about being married. Of course, there's some. You know, percentage of our culture where people don't care as much anymore, and so forth. The great majority of people that come certainly to marriage counseling really would like to have their marriages. They really care greatly about it, and they they hold it in very high esteem, and, and so forth. Um, so, yeah, people uh, people really uh, do care about.
3: David Catalano is with the Marriage Counseling Center of Catholic Charities. They're located at Main and Eggert in Eggertsville, right on the property of St. Benedict Parish. And uh, today is World Marriage Day. And if you'd like more information, there's a website. There's a website for everything. <laughs> and you'll find this one at uh, wmd.wwme.org. Again, that's wmd. Dot we come to you every Sunday from the Catholic Center Radio Studios in downtown Buffalo, and you can listen to the program anytime on our podcast page at buffalodiocese.org. Just go to the news page and click on podcasting, and you can listen to this show or any of our previous programs. With Greg Prince, I'm Kevin Keenan, and our guest in studio is David Catalano. He's with the Marriage Counseling Center of Catholic Charities located at St. Benedict's Parish, in Eggersville, right at Maine and Eggert. What are some of the things uh, that that people can do to to build their marriage and, and to make it even stronger? Yeah, um, I mentioned
2: small positive caring behaviors. We know in the research that many times when couples are experiencing problems and conflict and differences and so forth, um, what happens is they, they negate, they start forgetting about doing the positive things. And so what I would tell folks uh, on my top ten list of uh, <laughs> positive things that they can do is to do something today. Do something positive for your spouse. And what I mean by that is to, is to say something positive. You look nice today. I like that, how that shirt looks on you. Um, I cleaned your car out for you. So to do some small positive caring behavior for one another. Um, the other part of it is uh, very interesting because at the Marriage Counseling Center, we go on the research. We work with what's been studied and so forth. You know, one of the things I'd say is to when you have some conflict, when you have a problem, when you're upset, try very hard to start out your conflict in a positive way, in a, in a reasonably positive, caring, respectful tone, although you may be upset because One of the things we find is a very, very um, uh, negative thing is when people start out conflicts in a very harsh manner. There was a study done on 200 couples were observed, and 96% of the time, how that conflict started, if it started out in a very negative, uh, harsh tone, it ended up that way. And if it started out in a more reasonable conciliatory tone, And ended up in a more conciliatory manner. And so one of the things I would say is that be cautious when you're angry. Be cautious as you're bringing issues up. uh, That you try and do that in a respectful, caring manner. Um, The other thing I would say is um, try and spend time together. Everybody's time is pressed. It's very easy, again, taking a relationship for granted that we kind of prioritize that too low on the list. You don't have to go out. You don't have to spend a lot of money. You can relax by the fire. Um, Be relaxed in proximity to to one another. Many times good conversation springs up from that. You don't have to force conversation. Be relaxed in proximity to one another.
1: Let's go back a little bit.
2: Um, Those are some
1: things you can do when you're in the marriage. What about before You're married. You hinted at it earlier, um, you know, uh, folks have this romantic notion when they start out, and that's how most people become attracted to to one another, these ideas of romance and stuff. Let's talk about marriage preparation, though, because, as you mentioned, being a Catholic agency, that is an important element of the sacramental commitment of marriage in Catholic theology. What about the importance of marriage preparation?
2: Well, I think it's very important. um, you know, for many, many people, they kind of stumble into marriage. They find somebody, they get married, they date, they get married, and so forth. And with many times very little kind of discussion or insight or thought or guidance about what marriage is going to be like. And so that's some of the value of a good marriage preparation. Um, I think uh, a very important aspect of that is understanding expectations. Um, you know, the role, uh, expectation of roles, of sexuality, of what part religion will play, about children, and, and so forth. So that's a very, very important part of it. I think it's very important for, for couples to be realistic. We have a culture-wide mystique of intimacy where people believe that this is going to last forever, this intense bonding period. And they should have an expectation and an understanding that this romantic love will die away to some degree and will give forth to long-term intimacy and hopefully contentment. Um, um, good marriage preparation should also open up a deeper level of communication um, and tackle some comp- uh, some uh, topics that uh, haven't been contemplated. So those are some of the things... Um, we, I think couples also need to note the difference between the ethic of the individual that perhaps they had when they were dating, when they were young, that's going to grow into uh, the ethic of the family, that you need to have a concept that we share the benefits and the burdens of the family and that it, it can't be just about yourself and just about you know, your needs anymore. This is going to expand, but it's all good. It works out, works out in a good way. Folks.
1: Are you guys involved with that, and do you, do you get involved with, with marriage yes. preparation and, and programs, and what are some of the yeah. things you do?
2: Well, actually, more so now than 25 years ago, in <clears throat> part, unfortunately, because of divorce uh, uh, rates that have risen, uh, we have more people that come now when they're getting married a second time because they really have to take this more seriously. now. Now they know some of the difficulties of it. We, we've we been around for a couple of generations now. We have young folks whose parents were divorced who really want to try hard to do things the right way. They have a fear and a, a healthy fear um, that um, they'll put themselves or their children through the same things they were. So we do a lot of marriage preparation of people that are uh, self-referred uh, and as well as uh, some of the priests in the diocese and uh, the tribunal and so forth that will refer Folks for second marriages
3: to us. You said they have a healthy fear. Is it founded? Is it's, it's it's understandable, but is it really founded?
2: Yeah, I mean they've gone through some of the hurt of mm-hmm. uh, of you know seeing parents divorced. Um, they know the pain of that. Uh, they uh, you know most people again they they don't look at marriage in a glib way, and I think this is one of the new ways that people that have. Many many young folks that have gone through this already—they have a respect for. Listen, we have to try. We have to do the work of this marriage to keep it together. And so, a lot of these young folks now are, are self self referring to uh, to come to uh, marriage preparation.
3: Our guest today on Western New York Catholic Weekly is David Catalano from the Marriage Counseling Center that's operated by Catholic Charities in Eggersville. There's a website that the Catholic Communication Campaign has, and it's called foryourmarriage.org, and all sorts of resources on there. And they have a marriage quiz. It's non-scientific. But I, one of the, the questions uh, that I thought really kind of jumped out, and it's the last one, it said, are you walking with the same moral compass? And what happens when uh, a married couple is not, in a sense, going in that same moral direction? Right. Um,
2: you know, one of the primary, one of the key indicators with marriage is how people manage difference and conflict, and so all marriages are going to have you have two different people. They're going to have two different experiences in life. They're going to have to find a way to manage conflict and difference, and how they go about doing that is going to be a predictor about how well they how well they do um, as a marriage. Um, And so we've spent a good deal of time on having folks really come to an understanding about the process of our conflict, uh, possibly trying to solve it, but also accepting when there is difference that can't be solved, how to soothe it. All the best research now says that about 67% of couples will have a problem that they do not solve in their marriage. But yet there are many healthy marriages that have problems. Problems that are outstanding that maybe never get really solved, but the healthy marriages learn how to soothe them, how to humor them, um, how to nurture them along, how to compromise around them. Um, in
3: terms of, does that? Let me stop you mm-hmm. right there. Does that does that help people during a counseling session where you all of a sudden realize, well, you know, as much as I wish this is not going away but I'm going to give you some tools to help so, you deal yeah. with it, to help you manage this. Does that? What's yeah. the reaction people have when people they... are... Yes,
2: Kevin. Uh, people are yeah. immensely relieved to realize that you're not... This isn't an aberration that you have differing ideas. It, it isn't an aberration that you are, you know, that you believe you're right and your spouse is wrong. And in fact, you know, you can get a lot more benefit from, to some degree, accepting it, to some degree, realizing that, listen, here's some things you can do. So our uh, our marriage counseling at the Marriage Counseling Center, which is done by people that specialize in, in marriage, um, focuses strongly on, of course, concepts, but we also have a, a whole bunch of tools that we can uh, provide for folks to help them overcome some of these kinds of differences and so forth. Uh, David, contact number for the
1: Marriage Counseling Center? People want to get a hold of you?
2: Yeah, it's 839-4406. We have our main office in Amherst uh, near Main and Eggert, and we have a satellite office in southern West Seneca, Buffalo Border.
1: Uh, now you hinted earlier so maybe we can can wrap up here mm-hmm. um, you had some ideas of things that that you know are important to to marriages everybody's been talking about the late night wars and since Letterman's probably the only winner right now how right. about a top 10 things we might not get yeah. to 10 of them but <laughs> top 10 things people that okay. make for strong marriages that are important to marriage
2: okay so do some positive caring behaviors sure. what we do matters in terms of how we think and feel about our marriage um don't be affectionate just when sex is an issue. Be affectionate a lot of times. Um, start out conflict in a reasonably positive, caring, respectful manner. Uh, go to bed angry. Yes, go to bed angry. Don't worry. Don't keep escalating a conflict in order to solve it before you go to bed. It doesn't matter. You're going to go to bed angry a lot. Don't worry about it. It's the worst cliche in the world. Accept <laughs> uh, <laughs> influence from your wife. It's researched. I won't go into all the research on it now. Marriages do, that do very well have men that accept influence. They say, sometimes the answer is, okay, I'll clean the garage out.
3: The most, two most important words in your marriage are, yes, dear.
2: <laughs> Correct, sir. <laughs> very, very true. And it's not just, a, it's not just an old wives' tale oh, or a cliche. It has been researched that that's a high predictor of yeah. Yeah. marital satisfaction. I'll have to research that. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> David, thanks for coming in.
3: And, uh, it's really terrific uh, thanks for the work inviting that you me. do through Catholic Charities. Thanks a lot. David Catalano from the Marriage Counseling Center of Catholic Charities. If you would like more information and uh, like to call David, you can reach him at 839-4406, 839-4406.
1: And that's going to do it for Western New York Catholic Weekly this week. Uh, the CCC has a website, org. You may have seen the billboards around Western New York that uh, they have up, very important on this World Marriage Day. And on this Valentine's Day, do something nice with uh, with and for your spouse on this Valentine's Day and World Marriage Day.
3: Yes, dear. The February issue of the Western New York Catholic is now available in your local parish.
0: You've been listening to Western New York Catholic Weekly. Produced by the Office of Communications for the Catholic Diocese of Buffalo with the help of the Catholic Communication Campaign and this radio station. If you have a comment about this week's program or need more information about anything you hear on Western New York Catholic Weekly, call us at 847-8744 or send us an email to radio at buffalodiocese.org. Our email address again is radio at buffalodiocese.org or call 847 You can visit the Western New York Catholic and the Diocese of Buffalo online at buffalodiocese.org. And be sure to join Kevin Keenan and Greg Prince again next week for Western New York Catholic Weekly.